Hello. Hi. Welcome to another episode of the Just Gaming Teens podcast. Welcome on in. We were back after a one week hiatus uh, where everything just went to shit for everyone involved. <laughs> and we just literally none of us could join for the podcast. So we're very happy to be back for episode 61. So close to that very, very, very nice episode. Uh, not that this episode isn't going to be nice, but you know. Uh, but yes, uh, hi, Zach. Welcome on in. Hi. Hello. How was the. Did you miss the podcast last week? <laughs> not really. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> what did we do last week? And then I remembered we didn't. <laughs> yeah, we didn't. <laughs> yeah. I missed the podcast, honestly. I was like, well. I guess I'm missing another episode. I guess can't be helped sometimes. Sometimes you just got to miss an episode. Um, but yes, uh, we're back talking about all the gaming things. Uh, we have a little bit of things to catch up. Although, like, at this time of the year... Um, by the way, I'm Ruby. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> forgot to say my name. Um, that helps. Uh, but yeah, at this time of the year, there isn't like too, too much going on because I feel like everyone's just kind of like wrapping up the year. Uh, so like the bigger news that uh, we kind of have to report on is uh, the Game Awards, which we didn't cover or watch. Um, but we do have some like highlights and we know who won and all that stuff. But um, yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be chatting about it right now. <laughs> um, I think the more notable award that I feel like, even if we don't have strong opinions about it, we should mention it is the game of the year um, because you know it will on the wiki pages throughout the years it will remain as one of the recipients of the award. Uh, and surprisingly for me watching it uh not watching it but looking at the list later it takes two one so the reason i say it's surprising for me is because i mean to be fa on one side it's like no shade to all the games nominated but like i in comparison to previous years it didn't seem like it was going to be like an obvious choice so i guess in that sense it's like yeah I, that makes sense but in in the other sense i feel like i don't know i i, I just I didn't really see It Takes Two as, like, as big of a contender as it ended up being. But, yeah, what did you think, Dex? I think besides the Take Two issue happening, and I was just like, I just want them to win out of spite. I think I was just genuinely, like, I don't know who would win in this list. Because, yeah. like, I know girlies were eating up Resident Evil Village, and I was like, anybody but Resident Evil Village should win. And then I only have the negative experience that Lotus had for Psychonauts 2. Um, but then, like, I feel like Rift Apart was so long ago that people, like, would forget how good it was if it was good. So I feel like it was unfortunate for that because, like, it was just out for so long. And the Metroid Dread was, like, at a positive um, time, but I would never really heard much about Deathloop. <laughs> I guess people liked it, I guess, but I don't know. I was like, I was happy to see It Takes Two because I did watch It Takes Two and it was like a really cute story, but I I don't think there was like any obvious winners for this one for sure. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I already know what you're going to say to this, but um, what would be your game of the year for... <laughs> For 2021, if you were the only person responsible, and I will allow for Endwalker to be counted if you choose to. <laughs> um, you know, that's so tough because I just played so many games this year. You know, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd have to say Final Fantasy 14. Um, <laughs> specifically Endwalker, because, you know. Specifically Endwalker. The the game itself, yes. I guess, didn't come out this year, but uh, it came out. Yeah, <laughs> it sure did. I mean, it's not in our stories this week because I, I I think neither of us remembered to put it there. But like, there was a big thing about Final Fantasy fourteen, and like them them basically shutting the game out for like new people <laughs> essentially. Oh yeah, like, like real quick, like they shut down your ability of buying new games they shut down like the sales of it entirely they shut down the free trial that goes up to level 60 includes the (laughs) critically acclaimed expansion heavensward like nobody can do that shit anymore (laughs) at least for a while until they get this shit situated which i thought was very interesting yeah it became too critically acclaimed of a game uh if that was (laughs) too critically acclaimed if that was even possible the meme worked, y'all. The meme worked. Uh, everyone who it was did. spreading that throughout Twitch chats all over the world, it worked. <laughs> um, yes. I will say, if we're going to go kind of down the line, I was kind of sad that Life is Strange didn't win Best Narrative. Um, but I did hear that, that Guardians of the Galaxy is actually surprisingly good because I feel like a lot of people, because of how much how heavy-handed Square Enix was about promoting it. A lot of people were kind of like, okay, girl, sure. But I I have heard really good feedback, and apparently it's been very critically um, appreciated. Um, But yeah, I was very surprised that Life is Strange did not win in that category. Um, Besides that, I don't really have anything that I can't really remember as far as like anything that really stood out to me as like an injustice. I was happy that Cyberpunk didn't win. Listen, we have to keep up with our brand of uh, reminding everyone that Cyberpunk ain't shit. (laughs) So I'm glad that they didn't win. I I just think it's funny that they were up against Nier, which like Nier music is like so iconic. And then you have Cyberpunk, which like, Girl, what music is in that? <laughs> right. I thought it was copyrighted shit, but I just—I guess I guess not. But glad they didn't win. So happy. Yeah, right. I mean, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy apparently has a lot of copyrighted music, and I think they—they're also—they were also nominated. So I guess it counts as like for something like the soundtrack. Like I guess the use of set copyrighted music counts for something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Unsurprisingly to anyone, uh, Maggie Robertson won as uh, for best performance as Lady Dimitrescu. Uh, Dimitrescu. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which is interesting to me because I feel like she's one of the few characters that were nominated that weren't like a main character. But I guess for the average person, they wouldn't know it otherwise. But the average person isn't the one voting for these, which is the other thing. It's like... What's 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 up here? What's going on here? Uh, I mean, she did do a good job. Like, I'm not gonna say that she did a, do a good job, but yeah, uh, it was but surprising to me that the non-main character, right? 
it was surprising to me that a non-main character ended up like winning. But yeah. I mean, I think it's uh, well. I obviously have not played Far Cry Six, and I know that he's like the main villain. Like Anton Castillo is the main villain, so I guess that like makes sense because like Lady Demetrest wasn't the main villain. But... As far as I know, though, he's in the same category as her. Like they're kind of like yeah. the poster child of the game, but like they weren't yeah. like the entire thing. So yeah, I guess that's true. I guess uh, popularity counts as well. I suppose. Um, well, we see that for who won. So <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, you know how that happened. Yeah, as far as, like, anything else, I, I really don't have an opinion on, like, game direction or best art direction or uh, anything of the sort. Because I, to be fair, a lot of those games I haven't played, so I, it's not fair for me to say that one was better than other. I was happy that Life is Strange won Games for Impact, but this is the part of the show that I did watch. Like, I tried watching a little bit of the beginning which came with the pre-show, and they put games for impact in the pre-show, like as a like a quick little thing. I feel like in general it's kind of shitty to give any award in the pre-show because it's like you're not like giving them that moment, you know, and a proper right. speech it's like and a all pre-show. that. Like not everybody's watching a pre-show, you know. Right. But yeah. Your your girly life is not life is strange. Final Fantasy fourteen. She won best ongoing. Come on now. Yes, happy for her. Glad for her. I was. I honestly didn't think that that would happen, given like how we like talked about Warzone before. Obviously, not in a good light because of that <laughs> division. We were like, oh yeah, they're making so much money. So we were like, I was worried that like, oh, they're probably gonna win because like a lot of people play Warzone and like a lot of people play Fortnite but the fact that Fort- Final Fantasy fourteen was able to win over those two especially I was shook I was surprised but I was happy yeah like I mean honestly I thought that fourteen. I was really hoping that fourteen would win because of the Endwalker momentum and I feel like in general I feel like games media is pretty on pretty much on their side like they I, I feel like everyone's kind of rooting for final fantasy 14 i feel like as far as the final fantasy franchise everyone is kind of holding on to 14 as like a lifeline of like please you're like the last great final fantasy game because every, every 15 right. you know you could argue either way um but i feel like with 14 there's not much arguing there generally speaking so um yeah i was i was happy to see them win i wouldn't be surprised if fortnite won though because they they do a good job at like keeping they their game fresh and like they all like with all the collabs and stuff like that i would imagine that that would sway some votes but i was very happy to see 14 winning that one for sure um other than that um yeah, Spin is also saying in chat, our wonderful co-host, um, how impactful is it going to be in the pre-show, especially for games for impact? Like, yeah, like, you're going to have a category that's supposed to, like, highlight, you know, how impactful a game was, and then you just shove it, like, in the pre-show. Like, one of the first awards, I think, too, So like, people were going to miss that. Like, not everyone was going to see that, but alas it is the game awards and um we have roasted them plenty so i guess with that we can we can kind of move on oh 14 also won best community support so hey hello (laughs) 
Alrighty. Uh, do you have any final thoughts, concerns, and opinions on the um, the Game Awards winners? Um, I know out of all these options, I was glad that Resident Evil didn't win anything, Cyberpunk didn't win anything, and 12 Minutes didn't win anything. Um, I was so happy about that. <laughs> um, I was happy about... Um, Forza Horizon 5 winning innovation and accessibility because, like, I remember Lotus telling me all the things they implemented into it, and I thought that was really good. And there was somebody, there was like one that like irritated me okay. somewhere. <laughs> one of them. I, I don't know what it is. One of them. Well. But what about you? While well, I look. Yeah, um, for me, I, uh, yeah, definitely, I almost, I definitely scrolled past it, but definitely the Forza Horizon 5 accessibility is a big one for me. Um, I mean, I, I played it myself, and it was really nice that the first, I'm pretty sure when you boot it up, the first thing that you do is mess up, mess around with the settings, and I feel like more games should do that. Um, because, you know, for accessibility purposes, if you need that accessibility to like navigate the game you're how are you going to be able to make it through all those menus in order to make the game accessible to begin with so that should already be a thing that every game should adapt i side eye uh spoilers for my what i've been playing but i side eye sega for jump scaring me every time i boot up any of their games including uh, and not <laughs> limited to uh, yakuza zero um but you know there's that <laughs> Have you found the your annoyance from the Game Awards? Absolutely not. Oh we'll no! <laughs> no. It was well. not important. Well, <laughs> let's move on to the announcements. We're not going to cover every announcement because there was a lot of announcements. Right. Um. So I what I. Th think we could do is like each of us could kind of like take a turn kind of singling out something that we we thought was uh was kind of a highlight um so for me like a, a surprising one was the wonder woman game announcement there's nothing really like as far as details there's nothing there we only know that um you know warner brothers is responsible for it and but besides that, we don't really know. We only got a cinematic trailer. Um, but I'm excited. I'm always excited for a female lead in a video game. I'm not going to lie. I don't really follow DC heroes or villains like that. But I'm glad it's not another Batman game. And I know. I know that you stand Batman. Um, but oh, oh, no. What we're not going to do is say I stand Batman. I just think he's hot in every single animation okay. <laughs> version of him. I don't stand him, but That's... he's hot in animation. Okay, yeah. Good clarification there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just glad it's not like Suicide Squad, even though I think there's a game oh. coming out for that. But, there is um, a game coming <laughs> I'm just glad it's not another, like, Joker, Batman, anything, uh, like, Superman, anything adjacent to that. Like, I'm glad a, yeah, a girly gets her turn. Something else from DC that's not, like, the 50th iteration of, like, Superman, um, Batman and shit. So, good for Wonder Woman. She has yes. a game soon. 
the game better be fucking good. They better not, you know, half-ass it and then be like, oh, games with women don't sell. Like, no, maybe the game wasn't good. And she kept making games with women on it, but that's another story. Um, I, I would love to play this game. Well, I'm not going to say that before I see any gameplay, but <laughs> I'm rooting for it. I'm rooting for the for for the idea and the concept of a Wonder Woman game. Uh, but yeah, what about you? Do you have any um, any highlights? Um, so, Ellen Wake 2 is coming. Um, have I ever finished it? And by finishing it, have you finished watching it? No, I, I literally tried watching it three times. Have never succeeded, but it does seem interesting. <laughs> but I'm happy it's getting a second game. And it makes sense because they like they just remastered like the first one. Um, um, the Wonder Woman thing. Hopefully, I'm hoping that'll be good. Um, the Halo TV series. Even though it's not a game, I'm just hoping that Master Chief is thick <laughs> as usual. Um, um, there's a Sonic Frontiers open zone Sonic Adventure, yes. which I think would be cute. Okay, so this is um, when I dropped off watching. Cause <laughs> I was very happy to see my girly Sonic get a movie trailer for the second movie and the Sonic Frontiers announce not yeah, official announcement, I guess. Um because <laughs> I just can't handle people calling it Breath of the Sonic. Sonic mm-hmm. of the Wild, anything of the right. sort. I just I'm I'm here to tell gamers to play another game and to get another reference because just because it's an open zone game doesn't with grass on it doesn't mean it's Breath of the Wild or Breath of the Wild adjacent. And yes. um, I got tired of that very quickly with Genshin Impact, and I'm already tired of it. And Sonic Frontiers isn't even out yet. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm very hopeful. So, PSA. <laughs> yeah. PSA. Playing Breath of the challenge. Wild did not create grass. And <laughs> Dark Souls and um, Bethesda did not create medieval times. <laughs> or difficult games. <laughs> yes, or difficult games. <laughs> Have y'all played Tomb Raider, the originals? Oh, oh foo. Doubt it. Oh, I'm sweating. Oh, I'm sweating. Ooh. Have y'all played Nancy Drew? Oh my god. <laughs> senior senior level. I doubt it. Not Nancy Drew. Oh yeah. So PSA, your fame did not create whatever you like. And that's that on that. Yeah. I hope the game is good. They we need a good Sonic game. A good 3D Sonic we, game. We haven't had a good 3D Sonic game since I feel like the new <laughs> generations was the closest. I it's hard like it's so hard for me to consider generations like three D. Like generations was good, but it was it was like two D versus three D. Yeah, it was half and half. Like, I don't think we've had like a full three D experience since like Yeah. I mean When? <laughs> I I mean the the latest one was Forces, but I wouldn't say that was the better one. Um, right. I think, like, critically, maybe Sonic Colors. I know Lost World was kind <gasps> um, of critically, you know, not shot on. <laughs> yeah. So I think those are kind of, like, the closest ones to, like, what people want. But even those, I think, 
play around with like 2D and 3D. Like they're not just like fully, they're not like kind of like Sonic Adventure type games, uh, which right. I would love. And I think this could be a step close to that because Sonic Adventure was kind of like open world in a way. Like there's like th these open world hubs, I guess, where you can like go from zone to zone. And I think with this, this is basically like the modern version of that, or it could be the modern version of that, where like instead of you know it being a hub area, it's all just like a big zone. Um, so I'm I'm hopeful. Please don't screw it up. Also, right. make other characters playable. Like I want to play as Tails. I want to play as Knuckles. Amy, give me Rouge. Give me Big the Cat. Don't make me fish though, but give me Big the Cat. Um, <laughs> Just so anything. Ah, as long as it's good, I don't listen. As long as it's good, I'm I'm here for it. <laughs> what else was there? Um, there was Saints Row. Oh yeah, Row, which I was nervous because they weren't showing much gameplay. Still, it was like a two minute trailer, and like they considered a gameplay trailer again, and I felt like there wasn't much. But thankfully, the Saints Row Twitter is uploading like more stuff like on its twitter about like what the game's like looking like and stuff so i've just been watching that like every day or so so thankfully uh, there's more <laughs> yes. and then for all y'all final fantasy 7 stands that are out there screaming um integrate is on pc yeah as of now already a controversial release, in fact, um, due to its pricing, and I've already seen some reports on like, um, like it not being like it says it's sixty FPS, but some people are reporting that it's not doing it, even though like they have the specs for it. Uh, I can't speak from personal experience, um, but as far as the pricing goes, please don't make this the norm. Seventy dollars. Let's not. Let's not do this, please. Like, how are you going to look at the gaming industry in the middle of a pandemic and everyone is raving about Game Pass, like, oh, it's such a good deal. And then other companies are like, let me sell my games for $70 because we can get away with it. Like, y'all, just wait for a sale. <laughs> I know y'all are excited for 7 in Intergrade. I'm excited for it because, listen, I'm not going to buy a PS5 to play Intergrade, so I'll probably just wait until it goes on sale so that I can play the the bits and pieces that I don't have um, from, you know, my OG copy on the PS4. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't, I don't like to, I don't like this new standard that the industry is trying to set with, like, trying to justify $70. And like, I feel like a lot of people also are like, you know, the devs deserve to be paid more. Like, no, they're not the ones getting paid. Well, they do deserve getting right. paid more, but like, the, they're, them increasing the, the amount of money that you pay for a game isn't actively, you know, paying them more. It's just paying the heads of the, you know, publishers and studios more. Um, so there's that. Do you have any I think the main thing with that is about that, that people... Oh, yeah. Um, I think the main thing with, like, that is that... I know some people are trying to be like, oh, well, it's because... Um, like you get the DLC, and then I think somebody was trying to tell me that you can get like the future episodes too. But I'm like, but even if that's the case, I don't think I don't think they are. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think they are. I think it's DLC. 
Uh, so I'm like, even if that's the case, it's like, I think it is going to show other companies that they can charge $70 regardless, which is a, a great trend to be seeing. So yeah, nervous about that. Yeah. And I do get it. Like it's, it is a game that's still fairly new. Like the DLC came out this year, so you can kind of count it as like yeah it's a brand new experience it's like what everyone else already has on ps5 but on pc so i can see them justifying that and apparently you do get like the equivalent of like the digital digital deluxe version which is around that price anyway so like i get it i just i just don't want this to set a precedent that already has been rumored for a while where like next gen is going to be 70 dollars, and i'm like not on my watch. I'm not getting it. I'm not I wasn't getting games for $60. I sure as a hell I'm not getting games for 70. Um so that's that on that. <laughs> um Yeah, I'm trying to see if there were any other um highlights for me, but I don't think so. I don't think so. Do you have any any final highlights from the Game Awards before we move on? Oh, Nar, you're frozen for me. Is Discord freaking out? Oh, my Discord, I think, is freaking out. Well, then. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I was about to restart the call. I was like, ooh, is this freaking out? What's going on? Um... I was asking if you have any last highlights for the Game Awards before we move on. <laughs> yeah, there's there's nothing. Okay, work. <laughs> <laughs> Iconic. Um, yeah, we can move on to a little bit of some, like, recent stories, I suppose. Um, so we could, we could begin with the Twitch um, <laughs> C-word uh, situation. Which is not the the one that you think it is. You would think that someone would get banned for that C word that rhymes with punt before um, getting banned for using a word that uh, is also the name of a snack. <laughs> I'm trying salty, salty. It rhymes with hacker. It rhymes with hacker. Um, uh, I listen. So the the very very popular streamer Hasanabi is that how you say their username? Mm-hmm. Um, got banned for saying a c word that rhymes with hacker, and we're not gonna say it out of fear that Twitch will ban us for saying it. Um, I'll say it on my channel. I don't want to risk the Just Gaming Things channel. Um, but come on. This is weird. This is weird behavior. We talked about how Twitch needs to do better and has promised to do better for marginalized creators. And their first course of act well it's not their first course of action that's kind of unfair but like they there's racism rampantly happening on the platform and um they're like oh yeah let's um let's ban someone for using uh, that the, the the other c word <laughs> uh 
is this the move, Dax? Is this the move? No. <laughs> Here's why. I just it 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 blows my mind that they can't just like do that for the actual slurs. <laughs> like they can't like actually like take action or anything against people that are saying like the actual slurs, but Lord be damned that somebody like <laughs> says the salty snack in reference to somebody and they're like, that's racist. And I'm like, here's a little PSA. You can't be racist to white people because they're a majority. And the only way it's discriminatory, but it's not racist. And even then, like, it's right. justified. <laughs> if somebody's using it, you caused it to happen. That's all we need to say. And also, like, uh, as a... As a... <laughs> As a white snack myself. Um, <laughs> Never say that to me. <laughs> I I don't want to say it again in any other context. Um, but um, who's offended by that word? Like, I've literally never met anyone who's offended by that word. And I feel like, I mean, to be fair, I I don't hang out with people that would be offended by that and it's definitely not one of those situations where like i you know don't speak for an entire community whatever but i would say the majority of white people when referred to in that term with that term they're like yeah i get it or whenever people are like you know talking about problematic white people behavior i i, I mean listen at least the people i surround myself with we usually try to be with understanding and most times it's like, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, we're clowns. This is this is ridiculous. Like what like I hate it here. But it's it I mean, listen, this in the same vein as them banning like you being unable to be to call someone a virgin or like an incel or anything like that, it it's very yeah, you like you're not allowed to call anyone. I forgot about that. Yeah. Like it, it, it just tells you who they're protecting at the end of the day, right? And it's not the people that they should be protecting, you know? Yeah, the, it, cause it's because the most popular people on this freaking platform are those things. Wow, look at that. Yeah. 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 Listen, hate is profitable. That's why a lot of social medias don't actively ban big organizations and stuff like that because they they're profitable they bring in the clicks they bring in the the ad revenue all that bullshit so it's not to say it is what it is but um what we can do with our platforms is to bring awareness to how ridiculous this is and uh you'll be catching me say that word on my channel um and uh, probably in relation to white shenanigans. And if I get banned, I will never return to Twitch ever again. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, tee um, But anyway, I, I just, you know, I, there's not much that we can add to it. But I, it, it did, I, I did think it was something that we, we should have brought up. Um, or like something that we shouldn't really ignore, I suppose. Um, right. but yeah, all we gotta say is coin <laughs> and shout out to Lotus for bringing it up on uh, 
on our um, on our Discord to talk about it. Unfortunately, Lotus could not join us today. The homophobia from last week is still, you know, remains somehow this week. Uh, but we'll we'll trek right on with um, another very conveniently timed Sony announcement. <laughs> Uh, considering all the the shenanigans that were going on over there with a with a certain lawsuit, um, they have announced the the PlayStation Five family <laughs> adding accessory offerings for the colors Nova Pink, Starlight Blue, and Galactic Purple, um, adding to the previously announced Cosmic Red and Midnight Black. Um, dual sense wireless controller colors and alongside that announcement they also shared that they are releasing ps5 covers that match all of those colors so for people who don't know the ps5 ps5 is like white exterior salty exterior if you will um can actually be <laughs> can actually be removed and they pat patented um, official, you know, replacements for those, which is exciting in a way because it tells me that in the future there might be possibilities for people to just, like, get, like, a version for, like, a special game or whatever without having to buy a whole ass new console. Um, but, uh, yeah, lots of new colors for PS5 controllers and now covers as well. Um... Coming soon, TM, January, uh, which is very, very soon, in fact. But, uh, yeah, listen, I, I have some thoughts. What Do you have some thoughts? <laughs> Does this want to make um, you get a PS5 real bad? <laughs> wow. If um, my imaginary sugar daddy wants to pull up and exist in my period of life and time, I would like... Either the pink or the purple. I'm not picky. I, <laughs> I am privy to purple, but the pink is very pretty. So if a sugar daddy want to pull up, I'm, I'm here. I mean, listen. Same. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I. this doesn't make me necessarily want to go out of my way to get a PS5, but... Um, it, it is really nice to see as, you know, a child and teen of the 2000s. I guess I was more of a teen. No, I was, a st I was still a child in the early 2000s. Anyway, um, it reminds me of, like, whenever consoles would have, like, it, re it immediately reminds me of the pink, like, PSP that existed. Like, all those, like, different color consoles that I feel like when the PS3 era kind of came into the picture and onwards we kind of lost a little bit of that so i'm glad that we're bringing color back into consoles like they don't have to be like you know all black or all white like we can have you know colorful gaming gear because you know like not everyone is boring <laughs> yes um no, yeah, but this is really cool. Um, I would, I would love to get a pink one. I think it would, it would be super, super cute. But then again, I'm happy with my, with my PC, <laughs> and um, I'll probably just wait because I feel like some of the games that are exciting for me as far as exclusives go are games that I can, you know, as we see from Final Fantasy VII uh, remake. I can probably wait a couple years and just play them on PC. Um, so yeah, that's kind of um, 
that's kind of it. I know that there's probably a lot of stories that we missed because we were, were gone for a week, and uh, this is our, you know, our our week back, I suppose. So don't add us <laughs> if we missed anything like super super important or or relevant or what have you. But uh, this is as good as opportunity as any to move on to what we're playing. Mm, we kind of we kind of teased a little bit with our commentary on previous topics, if you will. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, what have you been up to, Dex? Um, you know, I've just been, you know, playing a little game that I'm sure nobody has heard of. And definitely is it clicking on how many people are playing it, not this game. I've been playing um, Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> Award-winning. MMORPG. <laughs> you know, they, they won a couple awards. Um, award winning game, Final Fantasy XIV. And Walker came out two weeks ago, and that's that's where I've been. That's, that's where I've stayed. Um, I am feeling a little bad that immediately when uh, 14 and Walker dropped, I, I dropped Animal Crossing. <laughs> I have well, not touched her since, so I already forgot what day I was last on. So that's going to be fun when I finally get back to it. And then I try to play a little bit of Fortnite to level up, but I haven't played as much because um, if y'all haven't heard, the queue times for 14 get really bad. So I'm like, if I don't get into the game by 1 p.m., I'm probably going to be in a 3,000-person queue, which will take, like, one to two hours. So I'm just, like, get on early, stay on <laughs> until, like, 1 a.m. So I haven't been able to do my little dailies in Fortnite, but that's what I've been up to. And I don't think I'll be up to anything else until the future. How are you, no more no more games for the foreseeable future i mean there is like that island mode thingy that's like similar in theme with animal crossing in 14 so listen why go to animal crossing when you can have it all in 14 right (laughs) well i'm not playing 14 but um so (laughs) since last time i was on i beat pokemon silver great Great game, good soup, good soup. Uh, I think I, I talked a little bit about my experiences when I first started. I don't have much to add to it. Uh, nostalgic, fun, cute, uh, pretty straight to the point. Uh, probably my favorite experience like from this, this challenge series that I'm doing of playing through a game from each year of my life. It's probably been the smoothest experience um, and probably my favorite. Don't come at me, Chrono Trigger fans. Um, but it's, it's probably been my fave. Uh, I started Paper Mario, but then I was scrolling through some news articles to get prepared for today's podcast, and it hit me like a brick that <laughs> Yakuza 0, Kiwami 1, and 2 were leaving Game Pass at the end of the month. And so naturally, this is naturally what a normal person does, um... I dropped everything and I started streaming every single day to try to beat all those three games before the end of the year. <laughs> so I'm still on Yakuza Zero. We're in day I was I literally streamed right before this, day three. I'm in chapter 
five, I think. Um, and it's quickly become real estate uh, manager simulator. Um, more on that later. I don't have any thoughts. I literally just that literally just happened to me. So I don't know how much of that I'm going to have to deal with. I don't know how that's going to impact my gameplay moving forward. But essentially, Yakuza 0 uh, is the prequel to the original Yakuza. And it came out later than the others. But in chronological order, um, I'm going to play it first and then one and then two. Um, but yeah, the, the story for Yakuza 0 so far is that you get to play, basically every two chapters you switch between um, Kiryu and Majima. They both have different things going on that I can't really tell, but they're let's just say that they're both... Um, hot. Oh, extremely hot. <laughs> extremely hot. I keep getting distracted by the low-cut shirts because it's the 80s, and so the shirts are always low as fuck. They're shirtless at times. It's a great time to be gay and to play Yakuza. Well, let me not say that because I actually heard that sometimes they get pretty questionable with the representation. But um, but yeah, um, it is a good time to look at these daddies that are involved in the Yakuza. I'll say that because I don't want to spoil anything for anyone who wants to get into it, uh, which explains the title of the game. In the series, um, and it goes about their shenanigans, you know. And um, I'm waiting for their stories to somehow intertwine. I don't know if they will. No spoilers, please. But um, it's exciting to see these two different perspectives. Each of it's kind of like a beat 'em up action game. Uh, unfortunately, because of the time restraints, I'm not really doing a lot of the gameplay part of it. Like I'm mostly doing story. And so any fighting that I do is with story, and I'm playing on easy mode, so those usually don't last super long anyway. Um, but I can't criticize the game for that because I'm basically the one missing out on, like, you know, training and a lot of the mini games, which include, like, bowling and going to the karaoke and, like, uh, miniature racing cars and all this, like, fun and, like, silly shenanigans that I always have to, like, turn down because I'm like, that sounds so fun, but I can't. I have a game to beat. Um... But yeah, I'm excited to eventually play a Yakuza game and take my time with it to actually experience a lot of the side shenanigans that take place with it. But I find myself laughing my ass off playing this game. It's so silly. It's so goofy. Even if you're just doing the main story, um, a lot of the shenanigans that these characters get into is just funny, especially from the perspective of like you're playing as someone who is, was, will be without spoiling anything, a Yakuza member. And so you're just like expecting like a tough guy and you're expecting them to be like heartless and cold-blooded and mean and whatever. And they just find themselves in these situations because they're so nice. They find themselves in these situations where they're like, well, shit, now I have to help this old man. Or like, oh, like, oh my God, like this girly wants to wants me to pretend to be her boyfriend and introduce me to her family. I didn't do that side quest, unfortunately, but I thought it was a really, really funny thing. Like, I was just, like, walking around, going to my main mission, and this girly just approaches me like, will you be my boyfriend? And it's the funniest shit, because you're like, why? And then she's like, well, because I described my boyfriend as literally the description of Majima. And he was like, why would you be so specific? And so it's just, like, it's so funny, like, the type of shit that goes down in that game. Um... 
is kind of it's super wild, but it's it. I think it's what makes it very charming and very up my alley. So I'm very excited to report on it as the weeks go by. Uh, I only have a couple. We only have a couple episodes of me reporting on my experience trying to beat Yakuza zero, one, and two within two weeks. So I'll I'll keep you updated. <laughs> Uh, but that's basically been it for me as far as what I've been playing. Um, yeah, I can't really think of anything else. Um, oh, I actually tried playing this game. I f it's called Fate Tactics because it's very Final Fantasy Tactics inspired. But I found the game to be weirdly, like, uninspired. I feel bad saying that. Um, but it's like the gameplay of it is fun. Like, it plays like, you know, Fire Emblem... Final Fantasy Tactics, all that fun stuff. But, like, I've played, like, a few levels, and there, there really isn't, like, a lot of story going on. Like, even the menus themselves look kind of, like, bland and, like, simple, which is fine. Like, it's an indie game. Like, it's to be expected. But I think s some of what makes games like these, like, very enjoyable is, like, the charm that they bring. And there isn't really much charm. Like, the gameplay is fun, like I said, and and flashy. And it looks like uh, it's the closest I can compare it to is uh, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance because it's very, like, it's kind of that art style. But other than that, like, I didn't really enjoy my experience. Like, I I'll probably give it a try on my, you know, on my off stream times to see if it will kind of uh, rev up in terms of excitement or the story but so far it's, it's kind of like meh as far as that goes um but yeah uh, let us know what you're enjoying what you're playing your opinions on the game awards all that fun stuff we would love to hear from you um so dex where can people find you and follow you and support you well you can follow me at Twitter at Dex is a mess. Um, my YouTube is Dexalicious, which not for my hopes up, but I downloaded my like third free video editing software. So maybe this is the one. So if it's the one, I'll make another compilation of one of my games. And that's all I'll say that I played through i'm thinking Ooh. of doing another definitive experience like i did with outlast like a year ago so we'll see how that goes and then on twitch i stream sometimes at dextralicious i don't know when i'm streaming again because i would stream 14 but i'm doing a lot of side stuff or like a lot of stuff that i don't think would be entertaining on stream <laughs> so i don't know when i'm gonna get back but we'll see what about you Oh, I'm going to be hacking away at Yakuza 0, 1, and 2 for the next foreseeable future, basically every day, at Project Ruby on Twitch. VODs are usually uploaded on my YouTube, um, on my VOD channel. I also have a main channel, which is probably not going to have any new posts until the next year. Um, also because my ring light broke. I tried to like mess around with my settings a little bit to make it look decent uh but i only have like a portable led light that i <laughs> that i had to replace with uh because my ring light fully broke but um yeah uh other than that yeah it's basically everything at project ruby my ko-fi all that fun stuff so yeah support me over there 
if you made it this far watching and or listening to the podcast, we would certainly appreciate a follow, a subscription, a like, whatever you see, a positive review on Apple Podcasts, because those help in the um, in the algorithm. Do you know about the algorithm? Um, I listen, algorithms haunt me and will haunt me until the end of my days. Um, but <laughs> but enough about that. That's a story for another day. Uh, we will see you next week, uh, I think, hopefully. We'll keep you updated um, on whether or not we'll have a podcast. Because, yeah, next week is, is Christmas Day. So we'll see if we'll have a podcast for you next week. Listen, the end of the year is complicated, and so are we. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see you next time. Stay safe and uh, have a good holiday season, y'all. Bye. Bye.